Hello and good afternoon. Merry Christmas, everyone. That's right. It is Christmas in July, episode one or part one of two. Mrs. Boomstick and I, or really Mrs. Boomstick is the one that, that, that started this, wanted to do something uh, fun for the community. And of course, in our way that we do best is give back. And that is something that we're going to be doing today because not only are we going to give you a two-hour show that's going to fill your Tuesday and give you a lot of stuff to talk about. But we're going to be giving away six prizes in two days, three today, three on Thursday. And the prizes consist of one $100 gift card to Xbox. The second prize, and these are bonus prizes, is a $50 gift card to Xbox and a $25 gift card to Xbox. And obviously you can spend on it however you want to your heart's desire. Uh, the whole point was we wanted to give the $100 one. So we wanted, and again, this, spend the money how you want, but we wanted to give people enough money yeah. to buy and make their own custom controller using the newly announced Design Labs, which I did this week, folks. And I made myself a Banjo-Kazooie controller. That looks dope. I'm not even going to front. As a matter of fact, I even spent the extra 10 bucks to write Banjo and Kazooie right on there. Because again, Microsoft will only listen if you spend money. And hopefully, me spending that near $100 will get them to invest in a new Banjo-Kazooie. It's not going to happen. But you know what? Dreams do come true. But there's another reason why this is a special podcast today. Because we're doing another crossover. That's right. We're doing the Xbox Factor podcast cross living split screen with steel rain and of course his partner his brother his co-host pong soul we're going to start with steel rain making his debut on double barrel gaming steel rain welcome brother how the heck are you look it is i and i am him the one and only steel rain one half of the living split screen duo and boom first of all i want to start off by saying thank you and to the community for allowing the rain to come in within <laughs> the primetime kingdom. Uh, with that being said, man, uh, it's it's an exciting time to be here. I'm here with my bro. You see, I'm beating up my mic at the same time. Uh, it's a, there's a lot of exciting things happening, man. Uh, we're in here with some exciting people from the community itself. Uh, some a lot of the people that I look to uh, for not just for their opinions, but also for their brains and the way that they insert their energy within our community because that's what's important to me man but with that being said look i'm grateful to be here grateful that y'all are welcoming the rain um with that being said man look i'm we got some fire topics today man it's interesting things to talk about it's been some interesting few weeks and there's a lot of smoke there but uh hopefully we'll hit these over the head for you so well, it's great to have you on part of this show. And obviously, you know, folks, if you don't know, Living Split Screen, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday mornings. It's Boomstick's show. While I'm making breakfast for me and Mrs. Boomstick, I'm there. And what I did, because, you know, obviously I tried to support everyone. I was listening to your show as well, of course, as uh, my two other brothers from Primetime mm. Gaming who has their podcast. So I was doing a half hour was here, half hour was there, coming mm -hmm. back into the chat, trying to support everyone. But we want to thank you. And of course, Pong sold the second half of Living Split Screen. Pong, how are you, brother? And welcome. 
Oh, man, it's good to be back Tuesdays. My favorite way to start off this day is here on Xbox Factor Podcast with all my brothers. And today is extra special, obviously, because my brother from another steel is in the house. And this is just, again, part of our living split screen tour this week. Uh, We got a lot going on. So I've been talking to this man more than I've been talking to my family, but that's the way it goes in podcasting sometimes. (laughs) And I absolutely love it because I love this dude. Uh, But anyways, it's great to be here. Boom. Obviously, Zemi, three bit. Awesome to see you, brother, as always. Uh, And look at look at the chats already hopping. We got all these topics to get into. Chris, you know what? First of all, happy Chris Tales launch day. Happy Death yes. Door launch day. Yeah. The avalanche has awesome. begun, gamers. Yep. This is where it all starts. We are getting some great content, some great games coming out. I'm excited. So let's get down to it, Boom. Yeah, there's, there is really a lot to get into. And, of course, gaming really is at yep. the cusp of what we do here. And we're going to be getting into that. Zemi Games, obviously, wearing the Christmas hat with me, wearing the bling Wearing the, the Death Star <laughs> on the top of my tree, which, I mean, who doesn't think that's cool? How are you, Zemi Games? And, and again, I, I got to do a public apology because Zemi and I were supposed to start today's show with the Mass Effect Collector's Edition helmet on. But obviously, there, there's too much. It's too much going on. We have two guests on. We have Christmas in July. So we're going to be doing that next week. Zemi, how you been, brother? Boom! I just look forward to any opportunity where I can put on my Christmas hat. So I'm well, I'm just super excited to be here. That alone <laughs> is, is is enough reason for me to come to a show. Uh, but no, man, I, I've been doing fantastic. Running on uh, like no sleep. Uh, was playing Dragon Age all last night. Yeah, we, well, you know about this. We were talking about it beforehand, but uh, chat doesn't. Uh, but yeah, no, super excited to be here, man. The topics look uh, fantastic as always. Can't wait to jump into them, man. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Thanks for supporting. Double Barrel Gaming with the awesome Christmas hat. And last and no way least, someone that has been very busy personally and obviously in the podcast business, 3-Bit. Welcome back, brother. How are you? It's good to be back. Uh, lately, uh, I was on the Zemi train of just staying up really late, <laughs> getting <laughs> some games in finally. I was playing Splitgate with a lot of people. Um, good time. And mm-hmm. that, was, that was a good time. And then um, uh, shout out to Caitlin, who got me Death Store. So Ooh, nice, Ooh, nice. Playing that for sure. Um, but it's good to be here with everybody. I like your uh, your your guys' Christmas apparel. <laughs> Let's get into some of these topics. Don't lie, yeah. don't lie, three bit. Don't lie. Well, I mean, listen. Hey, I'm not, hey, it's a nice hat. No, he did lie a little bit. He he said that he liked. I think what he meant to say was he loved. Our <laughs> You can't. You certainly can't at, argue with the terror tactics that are coming from Zemi Games, who's normally a nice man. Uh, folks, <laughs> listen. Before we get into the topics, I got to tell you this: if you want to win one of these incredible prizes, which, by the way, the entire prize package, Mrs. Boomstick herself paid for. That is not Ooh. from Double Barrel Gaming. That is directly from her That's pocket. It's amazing. Um, you gotta be. You gotta. There's two things you gotta do. One. You gotta be in the chat because if you don't support the podcast, and we we can't, you know, we can't in good faith support others if you're not going to support us. That that's right off the bat. Secondly, you gotta do, you gotta retweet the hashtag Xbox Factor Podcast Giveaway. Go, it, go right now. That tweet is up. It's got 40 retweets. 
Mm. I want to see doubled by topic number three so we can give everyone a fair shot. You don't have to follow me. If you don't want to follow me, you don't have to sub the channel. It's you got to be in the chat. You got to be, you know, don't be, don't be an a-hole or a troll because you're going to get bounced. I'm telling you right now that we got the sheriff working in the dark and he doesn't take any, any prisoners, but tweet that out. Go there, retweet that, uh, the, the post I put out there, uh, and, and ha it's hashtag Xbox Factor Podcast giveaway. And obviously we will cross-reference the winner with the people in the chat. And if you are one of those folks, we will immediately, the moment that this show is done, DM you with your code whether it be the 100, the 50, or the 25, and then we will redo this again on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast. But, again, you're here to talk about games, and we're going to get right into topic number one. And apparently, the Xbox Series X and S was the highest-grossing hardware platform in the U.S. during June. And, folks, in terms of dollar sales, according to the latest MPD group, this is a big deal. Now, June's dollar sales of the Xbox console set a new record for the Xbox platform, NPD, and this is coming directly from NPD. They're reporting this, beating its previous high set back all the way in June of 2011. Now, this is what this is this is a direct quote from the NPD group. June video game hardware dollar sales jumped 112% when compared to June of 2020 to $401 million in monies spent. And that comes directly from good guy of the industry, Matt Piscatella. He also says, I think what's interesting here, oh no, this is what I'm saying, I'm sorry. I think what's interesting here is the pure fact that once again, Microsoft has sold through not only all their Xbox Series X and S consoles, but this is where the conversation starts to go into the, hmm, no bangers, folks. And I got to throw $5 into the swear jar. Joe, I'm sorry. No big AAA bombs from Microsoft. And I think what's doing it, and I think it's a pure fact that Game Pass has become the most relevant relevant part of any conversation it has become the elephant in the room for gaming if you think otherwise here is another perfect example of why it's working i'm gonna go steal rain first on this because he is obviously mm -hmm. making his uh, first appearance on today's show steel this is a big deal for xbox mm -hmm. and it's even a bigger deal when you consider that we're not getting the triple a bombs until the end of the year with forza with, of course, Halo Infinite, and they're still finding a way to beat out some of the other competitors. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on this? Um, the, the biggest word for the day is going to have to be accessibility. Again, yeah. uh, me and Pong always go about this in the background uh, where we're always speaking to getting more gamers that have access to uh, to the tech or having access to games overall. Uh, we're always speaking to those 3 billion gamers that we're trying to touch, right? That's been the, yep. the number that's been put out there. That There's 3 billion gamers that we need to touch, and that's been the goal. Um, if we're ever going to get to that point, then it has to be accessibility. And if anything, Xbox is proving that. Um, 
you know, you see a lot of people from time to time. Well, I'm not even going to say time to time because it is what it is, uh, where they say Sony is the they're at the top of the leaderboard and nobody else has quite grabbed their cojones per se, other than Microsoft to say we're going to provide competition as far as their first party games are coming and they haven't came yet. Um, people swear up and down by what's currently going on uh, with your third person over the shoulder games that are carrying uh, one side of the competition, but they're not thinking about the value proposition that has been placed on the opposite side of the field that I feel people really want to either fail to realize or don't want to recognize for the betterment of the gamer. Um, and then it turns into a completely different conversation at that point. Yeah. Uh, Xbox is doing nothing but proving exactly why they made the decision uh, back in 2017 when Phil was able to convince Satya of everything that was going to happen from this point forward and Game Pass became a thing what was going to be their money maker? sticking to their services, sticking it to their guns, sticking to what Microsoft is good at and making Xbox a pillar of what exactly they're part of now. Uh, that's what's had an effect on MPD. Again, I mean, also, it's also having, you know, the available consoles. Uh, again, uh, we know that Sony was ahead of that ball at, at that time. Uh, but we also saw... We're, again, we're coming out of COVID. I, it's like that can't go understated. There's so many yep. other factors that have been in play. People are at home. People are still buying consoles. So more people are realizing the potential of consoles. And again, it's like an entertainment box for a lot of people. Uh, I always try to take the perspective of the casual coming from a, let's say, quote unquote, hardcore kind of player, whatever the case. Uh, you always have to understand what the casual may be looking for to really be able to have the ability to speak on the entire market or entire industry overall uh at least that i i like to think just to be objective uh but i believe that that's really the reason why i mean it's not just us hardcore buying it's right. other people you know getting tapped on the shoulder and being like hey man did you know about game pass you can sub right now for a dollar and you know having to get in that whole spill spill to them um even though people like to make memes about that that's what's selling people yeah. uh like believe it or not this june this uh i got a recent job opportunity here recently and uh one of the questions they asked me was to sell them on something and i chose game pass oh and nice. in, in what was funny at the end of that conversation they were like wow i didn't i didn't even realize that i didn't realize you can get 400 games i didn't realize i could watch netflix on my on an xbox i didn't even know that and there it was like <laughs> there were so many things that that played into it and it seems like uh in 2021 it's the golden age of gaming like pong always likes to say uh we're getting to a point where people are really starting to realize that gaming isn't the number one leading entertainment business for no reason yeah. Uh, no. So that's just that's I think that's what's had really had the effect on it. You know, Pong, I'm going to go to you next on this. Uh, this is a big deal and uh, a, a, a great talking off point for today's show regarding the tenacity that Microsoft has shown the industry. Um, I don't know. Uh, Nintendo is never going to do this. That, that is that is a pure reality uh, simply because why would they? Their attach rate per console per, per first party game is unlike anybody's ha has ever seen. I mean, mm -hmm. like we talked about many times before, Zelda Breath of the Wild was higher than console sales at some point, uh, which is preposterous to even suggest. Now, Sony, on the other hand, this is where Sony, you got to wonder if they're ever going to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, because... 15% of that very rabid community, that's the loudest, 
are the only ones buying their first party games, unless mm-hmm. it's a Spider-Man, uh, unless it's a God of War. And even then, it's only 25. I mean, at best, it's 25% for their first party. And that's a problem, especially now games are, are starting to cost $100 million to make. And they're mm-hmm. not making that money back. So I don't know what they're going to do. Well, besides the, uh, the clobbering us with the extra $10 um, a-hole tax, as uh, uh, someone on the uh, Primetime uh, Gaming podcast calls it. That, that's Everborn. He calls it the a-hole tax mm-hmm. of $10 that Sony clobbers uh, us with. This is a really big deal. And what's interesting is a lot of what Steele had to say. You know, people, the, the normies of the industry, right? Those same normies that propelled Sony's 114 plus million consoles, they were they were responsible for about 85% of that. If you think yep. otherwise, you're a boob. I'm gonna tell you that straight <laughs> up right out of the gate. These same normies aren't the same ones from 10 years ago where they didn't know how to how to read or write or send an email. But these days, everyone knows about Hulu. Everyone knows about Netflix. Everyone knows about Shudder and Paramount and this, that, and the third. It is going to come a point where Game Pass is going to be one of those services that people subscribe to because they're getting an inherent amount of value. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, seeing the success in June, and this comes off of the fact that Ratchet & Clank launched in the same month, folks. That's got to be said. That's got to be. That's got to be a point. A, a point of conversation. Where do you fall on them winning out on uh, of actual financial sales of the series X and S? Well, I mean, the obvious point is that obviously availability is everything, right? So mm-hmm. we know that's the name of the game right now. But what this does show, especially with the fact that they're like we've talked about uh, plenty of times and you just mentioned boom is, you know, without there being any home runs, any big gigantic first party, triple a kind of games that have come out to see a win like this in any month at this point uh, without the heavy hitters being available is something that you, that Microsoft Xbox Phil and his team have to hang their hat on. This is a huge victory. This means that the mind share that, that, is starting to come back Xbox's way and you cannot deny the history. This being the biggest, you know, breaking the record uh, that was previously set two generations ago. You cannot deny that fact. That means something special, no matter what, at the end of the day for it to come during a time when there is a shortage out there uh, is even bigger. That means that a lot of people no matter where they are, no matter what their financial position is right now, which we know a lot of people are still struggling, they're making the effort to go find an Xbox. They're making an effort to go make that budget, uh, you know, build build that into their budget to purchase this item. It, like like Steele just said, it's not just a hard core at this point anymore the hardcore have gotten the first initial three to four to five million whatever it is right now run but now you're seeing it start to pick up in you know with 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 the normies uh and and what that means is that e3 worked right coming off of a gigantic e3 in which the world was watching there wasn't a whole lot of 
other companies showing up with a ton of content. We had some really good shows, but we didn't have any wow, wow shows other than Xbox. And when people saw that list of games coming, that that avalanche that we've been talking about that's coming, and we started to actually see them put in front of us and people started seeing the trailers people started going afterwards and and taking a look at you know even if they didn't watch the e3 show live you know started hearing about it from other people and then went and watched it and started going wow that's a lot of stuff coming out very soon because they were focused on the next 18 months specifically that shows that that power of having that availability of content is drawing people back to Xbox again. I've seen more Twitter posts of people picking up S's, especially S's, saying, it's been a while, glad to be back, Xbox. Right? They, they are starting to break yes. through that old, you know, that old mindset that developed over last generation. All the memes, all the jokes, all, you know, all the hate that Xbox xbox got last gen they are now breaking through that barrier to those people and those people are realizing this is a different generation this is a different microsoft and different xbox because they are all in microsoft the corporation is all in and you can talk about it nonstop. you can talk about it until we're blue in the face about all the acquisitions we can talk about all the studios but people need to see it and e3 showed the people what is coming and then those people, same people, once they start seeing what's coming, then they start to open up their mind to, wait a minute, this is only a part of what they've got coming. And all this stuff is going to be in Game Pass. All this stuff is going to be accessible through Game Pass. All I got to do is do a monthly, another monthly subscription, which I'm used to with my other five subscriptions that I already have. And I can get all this content day and date plus the other 400 games that are now available on there. Mm -hmm. You got to be kidding me. This is one of the best values going. And again, when it comes to right now, people are in budget mode. Even people that may not have been prior to the pandemic and everything that happened, they are now in a budget mode. They are looking for that value. Xbox has now created this with Game Pass, a yep. service that can no longer be ignored. Yes. E3 put the power behind that. They started to show off what that means, right? Because for a long time, we've been hearing about it. Again, we can mm -hmm. hear about stuff all day long, but when it starts showing, when you see that trailer for Starfield and it says exclusive, Yes. Trust me, that has meaning behind it, that has power behind it to draw people in that may have been on the fence prior to it. And those MPD numbers are probably the start of a trend. I'm not saying they're going to win out every single month by any stretch of the imagination. There's so much competition out there. However, they are going to be in play with every NPD each and every month from here on out because they have the content to go along with the service. The values there, it's undeniable, and that's the, that's where this is going now. This is this is this is truly a new generation, and 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 Microsoft and Xbox are here to play. So let's go. This is this is something that uh, was uh, basically put into play in late 2017 mm -hmm. when Phil got the promotion, and it basically has come to full I, I think it's full circle full or your full fruition wherever whatever you want to say uh oh we lost somebody uh, okay so we'll get him back in a moment I was three bit um this is this is something to be uh this is something to to to, to get excited about if you're an Xbox fan because Xbox 
found themselves in third place almost the entire generation. I, I mean, one one would even dare say that uh, the moment the this is how you share games uh, mm-hmm. meme came out, it crushed them. It it literally crushed everyone at Microsoft, and it took years to recover from that. Uh, and and now we're seeing they are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, we're now seeing that Microsoft doesn't look at the Xbox division as being the little brother. It mm-hmm. looks as it being like like for Sony, it's a moneymaker. See, like Sony SIE, people think that, oh, they have, the, you know, they're 44 billion in, in, in total monies. And you're like, well, that's a lot of money. It is. It is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they bank unbelievably hard on PlayStation. No one's buying Bravias. No one's buying Walkmans. You know what I'm saying uh, anymore? Uh, what's supporting Sony is, of course, PlayStation. So you mm-hmm. can't say that for Microsoft. Windows 11 just launched. You know, it, 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 all the investments that they're making there, and they're making money hand over fist with, uh, with, with, with the Xbox division and Phil in charge. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Zemi, let's get your opinion on this. But before yes. I do, brother, I got to catch up on some of these incredible Super Chats that have come out. And there's quite a few of them. The first one uh, is uh, Select Bang 007 drops an outstanding final Super Chats to supporting the podcast while playing Death's Door. Yes, dude, I literally just downloaded that before the show went live. I'm looking forward to that. And it's on sale. If you buy it right now on Xbox Live, I think I paid like 18 and change when the game launched for 20 bucks. It's getting ridiculous. Unbelievable reviews. It's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's something else dropped in the Game Pass today, which is an RPG that looks uh, Chris Tales. Chris Tales. Yep. Don't. I'm going to be yep. trying those out. I mean, I, I got to say, I, I don't want to get off topic, but man, it makes me smile that we can get excited about these little games made by two people, by five people, by 10 people, and they come out and they're so amazing. And, and, and this is what's the great thing about being a gamer. But the second Super Chat comes in from Drawn TJ, our good friend of the show. He drops a $5 Super Chat says, good morning, Boom. This is going to be a fire show. Yes, indeed it is. And thank you for saying so. And thank you for your generosity, brother. Gerald Mack, generous friend of the show. He drops a $2 Super Chat. Says, Shout out to the Xbox factor podcast but gerald shout out to you for being here for always being here we definitely appreciate that our very good brother from Noof nukem's good morning xbox on sunday scrub nurse is here he drops a five dollars super chat says sold my xbox one x to a co-worker and told him hold on a sec i had a message pop up get out of my way message okay here we go a co-worker and told him he can get xbox game pass for the low price of one dollar with access to over 300 games so xbox where is my money (laughs) i love it yeah we should get a dollar every time we say xbox game pass at least on this show gary duddle generous friend of the show he drops my goodness a 20 pound super chat and says xbox all access would be immense now if the stock availability was there. I agree with you, dude. Walking out of a store with a console control and around 400 games for 20 or $30 would have been a major win. Yeah, you know something, dude? It's just one of those things. It's an, an amazing program. I know plenty of gamers in this community that are, are, are that were able to take advantage of that early and often. Mm-hmm. And it is a shame that, uh, especially considering that the pandemic is not gone 
the variant is tearing up the uh, tearing up the world once again. We could be going into a lockdown by the end of the summer, which is terrifying. And people, you know, listen, folks, gaming is expensive. Uh, and, I, you know, as many, you know, I put a lot of tweets out there and I'm buying this and that. I'm a retired dude, folks. There is no overtime. And I, you know what? And YouTube, you know, I, I, with under 10,000 subs, you're not making a lot of money. So I got to be a little frugal with where I spend my money. I will say, without a doubt, Game Pass has made the difference for me like nobody's business. And, and, and so, so you know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a tangent or anything, but Lord Roughness drops a very generous $5 super chat and says each multi-plat game launch that that's on so, the Sony size is $70. And the Xbox side goes in the game pass day and date. It's like mm-hmm. a gut punch and it will, it, it will, it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's, 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 it's already hurting Sony because outside of their big AAA exclusives, if you if you're a multi-plat person, right, mm-hmm. you're not going to be giving Sony 7643 here in New York State when you can go to Game Pass and just press download. Bloop, it's done. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not technically free, but I, I don't have to pay for Game Pass until the end of 2022, folks. It's free for me. You can you can you you can you know get into schematics all you want. I'm not paying anything. So I'm not giving Sony. I, I will give them the seventy dollars for a first party game because that's what I have the console for. But I'm not buying no third party stuff on there. But let's get to game, uh, Zemi Games. Zemi, yes. this is a, this is a big wing. This is a big W for Microsoft. What are your thoughts on them pulling out this win in the same month that one of those big AAA bombs launched for Sony? Yeah, I mean, it. you know, it, it's super, super impressive. I think what's even more impressive is that they had the stock, right? Yeah. Uh, with with the current world, you know, pandemic, with, with mm-hmm. the chip shortages, so on and so forth. That's really, I, in my opinion, what's most impressive here uh, isn't necessarily that it sold out. I mean, I, I, I felt very, very surely that it would sell out, right? I, I think that they're going to continue selling out all the way probably until next summer, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't think that that's necessarily a super, super shocker. Um, but but I just think really the idea that they had the number of consoles, uh, you know, available to sell at this moment to be able to reach that milestone uh, is is absolutely impressive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as uh, Steel and, and Pong both touched on, I, I think availability is really the biggest factor here as to why this happened, right? You know, it's supply versus demand. The Mm. demand is still super, super high. Now we could be talking about all the factors as to why the supply or why the demand is so high. Of course, you know, it it mostly has to do with them uh, absolutely just slaughtering in in their marketing. Like they're doing such a fantastic job. Uh, This E3 was fantastic for them and, and it promoted a lot of conversation. It had a lot of journalists writing, a lot of people posting on social media. That means a lot of consumers are seeing Seeing people talk about Xbox, it's getting mm-hmm. Xbox in their head, mind share. It's fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, but even looking at like the marketing from from price strategy, right? Uh, Three hundred dollars—that's a nice price to pay for for an Xbox Series S, right? You know, you could get a Nintendo Switch for that, um, and, and that's a you know that's not the only reason, but that is a very good reason as to why the Nintendo Switch. Uh, sold so well, it's because of its pricing strategy. It was yeah. the most affordable, you know, console on market. 
Uh, and now Xbox has something uh, with a very, very similar price strategy. So there's a lot of reasons why Xbox is doing so good. Of course, there's the value. Of course, there's the price. Uh, and then there's the marketing. They, they, they don't want you to forget about Xbox. Remember that, you know, it's everywhere, it seems like. Um, through their promotions and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of reasons why the demand is so high. Um, and, you know, but but ultimately, the, I think the biggest problem for so long is that the supply has just been so low or has looked to be so low. Uh, and, and, you know, especially considering that we just came out of a pandemic. Well, we're still kind of in one. But what happened, you know, during, uh, you know, the worst times of COVID, a lot of people started staying at home playing yes. video games. The, yep. the demand absolutely soared up there and the demand is still up there. Uh, I would say going into this generation, the demand has been higher for console, uh, you know, for new, you know, video game consoles than it's ever been before. And the supply, you know, um, ha has, has been very, very cut down. Uh, I think ultimately that's really the big thing here is just how surprising it is that Xbox was able to, you know, get their production so well in line to be able to hit this milestone, to hit this uh, achievement, this accomplishment. And, and with that being said, you know, it's no less of an accomplishment. It is absolutely impressive that they've uh, that they were able to produce the number of consoles that they did to to sell, uh, you know, to beat the uh, last uh, record that they had for I, I, what June uh, 2011, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, boom, you're mute. You're muted. There you go. What a knucklehead. Hey. I, I just had the fire department go by. Can't have them interrupting my, my screen. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, three bit. Let's get your opinion on this. This when when you look at what's going on in the world currently, there are a lot of ways for people to spend their money and mm -hmm. especially video games. Now, one would argue that maybe, and you can, you can, you can suggest this. They went with Xbox because they couldn't find a PlayStation five or they couldn't get a switch, but I would beg to differ because of the game pass scenario. And mm -hmm. I think that we are now starting to see how this little service that could, that was and never was, and that was the word by many people in this industry, mm -hmm. as well as podcasters, and never was. It's, it's going to ruin <laughs> the brand. It's devaluing Xbox. Boo. We've heard them all. I'm not going to mention names because we don't do that on this show, but you know who, who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, many people in this industry, including some people, again, that will remain nameless, that are supposed to be you know, journalists, call this the death of Xbox. And now we're seeing otherwise. What are your thoughts on them pulling off this big W in June? If anything, um, this proves that Xbox is, is making the rounds and gaining overall interest with their value. They've yeah. constantly proved that with Game Pass. And not only can games end up uh, being successful outside of the platform, but it, it encourages people to buy even more games, right? Mm -hmm. And because of the value, uh, gamers feel like um, they're getting like something really amazing. You can have a game on Game Pass and it could still break the top in sales. We've seen this time and time again. Happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's early, but people are starting to notice, right? MLB The Show was Xbox's top seller for a bit alongside Outriders, right? Yes. And sea of Thieves on Steam, Forza on Steam. The top Steam games on several charts have been Microsoft titles, and that has um, that has been on Game Pass. And, and they mm -hmm. are 
one of the largest platforms publishers now on on steam on that platform so phil investing into that ecosystem of accessibility through um different platforms when they were being laughed at for trying to invest in certain things like the cloud when people saw uh crackdown right um and people <laughs> Which, saw by the way i really enjoyed crackdown 3 i don't care what anyone <laughs> says <laughs> yeah and i enjoyed it too right and and, and people saw um xbox um, games going to PC, and they saw that as a mistake, saying there's no reason to buy an Xbox now. Um, these narratives are, are just starting to be cut down for 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 different people, and and I think it just takes time when you introduce like uh, industry changing narratives like that. When for years uh, games would only go to like one thing, right? Um, and mm -hmm. and now other companies like Sony are trying to get into that market as well, and proving that this can be profitable and bring um, even more people into their ecosystem by you um, releasing those games on other stuff, right? But um, because while systems can be sold at a loss, what is not a loss is a user subscribed to games. Yes. Um, and the fact that you can get some games comp competing against the PlayStation 5 with the Series S at a way lower price, people start seeing that value. And I've always said that the casual audience is not loyal. They will go where the value is and and what microsoft's biggest challenge has been is changing that messaging of of because playstation they're a huge brand right when when people see that logo they know um and accessibility like steel said and, and overall value is something microsoft is providing and and being able to access titles anywhere with xcloud and, and how easy they're they're making their games being saved through the cloud and all this yeah. stuff, different stuff that's when tech is able to exceed like gimmicks yes. and, and create value at the end of it and, and that is incredible and, and the fact that satya and phil are now like the batman and robin and, and um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Microsoft is is finally seeing value of Xbox being an important branch of Microsoft mm. uh, has is is always been a dangerous proposition because Microsoft is a trillion dollar company, and um, E3 is I think has helped as well out of, out of everything you know. And yeah, skeptics having to admit that with the overall messaging that this can't be ignored. That Xbox can't really be ignored. Yeah. Um, from all the stuff that they're doing. Um, and it feels like this is the start of what's to come um, through the generation of Xbox. I, I absolutely agree with you there. And, and I think everyone had incredible points. And what, what a way to start off today's big show. Uh, what I want to do is, uh, as you can see, like I'm listening, but I'm also trying to add these names to the picker so I can make sure that by topic number three, we got our three winners. And I'm doing that as we speak. But I got to get to, of course, the next two Super Chats that have come in. Drawn TJ shows his generosity once again with an outstanding $10 Super Chat. says, hey, Booming Panel, are you guys excited for Flight Simulator? I am so much excited for it. I went out and bought a flight stick, for, which is sitting behind me. Yes, sir. I haven't done I, that, but yeah. I am so excited for <laughs> yes, that. Okay. I, am, I am definitely going to be playing on a flight stick because that game looks dope, and that's coming out soon. He says mm -hmm. this, and by the way, he went out and bought a $1,000 PC getting ready to stream next week for this. Uh, for this. Uh, it's the best show ever. Well, listen, thank you so much for the compliments, and congratulations on a new PC, brother. That is awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I am looking forward to uh, that game. I don't know how much of it I'm going to play. I know it's a chill game if you just want to fly and you kind of mm. you know want to just do your thing. 
but my god, that game looks good. And it is. Have you one- seen some of the achievements on that boom? No, I haven't seen. Oh, oh my god, that's crazy! Land, land, take off and land in five hundred different airports or something like that. Yeah. One for like a yeah. thousand real hours of flight time. See, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to play the game for probably like two hours, crash a lot, and then I'll be done. But I'm going to have so much fun while I'm crashing in two hours. For those two hours. It's going to be so there, great. There better be an achievement for a crash. That's all I'm oh, going to say because I'll get that. Will be. They're probably, I'll, I'll, I'll probably yeah. get that for sure. So I, just go, I just want to find my house, crash into it, and call it a day. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, that. that's right. Exactly. Um, Gerald Mack drops a very generous $5 super chat. says, imagine if Xbox didn't have to allocate all of those series X blades to X cloud, they would have blown everyone out. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that they actually had those blades ready to try. I thought that that wasn't going to happen to the end of the year. They actually surprised me. That was a chess move. Uh, Yeah, that was definitely a chess move because of what they're doing. Not in this country. It's what they're doing in the other countries like Japan, like Mm -hmm. Korea, where I don't, I mean, listen, we know we've talked about this a dozen times on this show those two particular regions are going to be huge for Xbox because of xCloud. That community, that demographic used to be 10, 15 years ago, the console gamer. Not anymore. They're all into playing on their tablets, their phones, and in these internet cafes. And if they can do that without actually having to buy the console, which, by the way, is selling 24000 uh per week when it's in stock. It's a Series S. Because it's it's small, it fits in their homes. It's attractive looking. My, they're they're on to something. I, I, I look. I'm not going to come out and say that they've won the generation. I am going to say uh, confidently that they are going to give both Nintendo and Sony a run for their money. And we haven't even gotten Halo Infinite yet, folks. Think about that for a second. Put that in your thought cap and tell me if that's not a big deal because it is. But here we go talking about big deals. The next topic of discussion is an interesting one because we're going to be talking about Psychonauts 2, which releases very soon. And what we're starting to hear from the previews. Now, I pulled this specific story from Windows Central, and the writer is friend of this show who has been a guest, Jez Corden. And if, if I may say one of my favorite industry people, uh, that I look to when I want to smile is Tim Schaefer. Tim Schaefer has always been that kind of a guy that speaks his mind, always puts the community first, and more importantly, puts his heart into the games that he makes over at Double Fine with that team. And according to the write-up from Jez Corden, this is shaping up, and I mean Psychonauts 2, to be a game of the year contender. Now, some people are going to say there's no way. I'm here to tell you that not only do I think you're wrong, but so does Jez Corden, and here's what he had to say. Psychonauts 2 is a narrative-heavy game. I'd expect a pure platformer with collectibles for some reason. But Psychonauts 2 lays on character development and world building building with relentless density. Every NPC has something unique to say, often with deeper dialogue trees, even with lore and information. Every line I experienced felt meticulously crafted. 
paying careful attention to each individual character's direction with a side order of genuinely hilarious humor and double indenture. Uh, simply put, Psychonauts 2's script felt like, like the result of a massive Disney Pixar budget. Indeed, Double Fine is a comparatively small team, but for Psychonauts 2, that intimacy seems to have created cohesion between the narrative and the world design that's bigger than the studio often seems to struggle with, that bigger studios often seem to struggle with. Even the most absurdist LSD-inspired visions have a purpose in Psychonauts 2. As you learn more about the psyche, the psyche of each character that, that conjured them, marrying the story with the uh, dreamscape of its world is absolutely critical to avoid coming off as a random for the sake of it and double find delivers in a big, big way. Now, listen. The article, which I'll have in the show notes if you want to read, I highly suggest. There is a lot to unpack in the article. It's extremely well written, and it mm -hmm. goes into more specific details, which this is only a two-hour show, so we're limited to time, folks. But I'm going to tell you, I, it, it, it inspired me so much that I started playing Psychonauts 1. I'm two hours in, and that game is 20 years old, and it is... The writing from 20 years ago is incredible. I'm, I'm laughing out loud at some of these jokes from 20 years ago, folks. Now, granted, it looks like a 20-year-old game. It is enhanced to some extent with the Series X. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play it on a platformer. I never played through it on the OG Xbox. I'm going to beat it before this comes out so I can understand the characters. I don't want to go into this uh, blind. Uh, but let, let, let's go to our, our, our guest here, Steel Rain. This is mm -hmm. one of those games. Now, we were talking in the green room. You and I, you said something pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. There are some folks in this community that if you were to straight up tell them, well, hold on a sec, Ratchet and Clank may actually have a challenger. You'd be laughed off the stage. But I'm here <laughs> to tell you, based on that new um, trailer that they just launched, I mm -hmm. think you're on to something here. Elaborate on your thoughts. Well, what I was talking about in the background is something that I've also, uh, you know, also would also uh, dive into Pong with sometimes. Um, and it was one of the things that Ration and Clank's competition for me, at least for Xbox, um, or at least just for the, the industry overall, to me kind of comes across as Psychonauts. Um, Psychonauts 2 kind of lines up just perfectly with it uh, only because, no, the games aren't similar and that's not what the perspective that I'm speaking from. But if you're talking about something that's maybe more a little more kid-friendly or just of that same essence of a platformer, uh, this is what you're looking for. And as great as this game is coming to look as the gameplay, is it for me per se? No. Probably not. Um, I've never been a huge fan of Psychonauts, whatever the case might be. But it's one of those things where they're doing something that's so different. And it's 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 one of those when you're able to get your player involved in the story as far as like having a care for the characters. I feel like that's something that Ratchet and Clank was missing as far as what I've seen from it. Now, if someone knows something better, like the character development uh was outstanding and they really made you care about each individual character and made you understand why you're in this world or doing everything um then let me know hit me in the dms whatever the case might be but psychonauts seems to 
take that one step further, yeah. not only visually, because uh, again, I mean, you, it's because that's the other aspect of it too. Um, because that's not what I'm saying either. Is they're not visually the same or whatever the case? Uh, they, Clinton, they definitely have like the same kind of vibe, though. I, yes. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the the vibe is definitely similar, uh, similar within the both. Um, and it is why I say that. And, and at the same time, it being a platform and just being of that aspect to reach more of a mass than any other game kind of would be, um, or is in that same kind of category. Uh, it just kind of makes sense to me. Uh. Psychonauts has the potential to really kind of solidify itself as far as I mean, sucks. We haven't had a we haven't had a Psychonauts game in how long? Twenty years, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of when you when you put it in that aspect, you're you're reintroducing a lot of people, well, millions of people, um, twenty at least, twenty million people at least to this franchise has kind of been established uh, with a with a box that's all, always been there at least in these last twenty one years. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it have oh how it overall plays out, and I think it's going to give uh, Ratchet Clank a run for its money. I don't I'm not the guy to necessarily care about meta scores or whatever the case might be, but I mean, boom, you made a bro prediction with it being the 90 or so. Uh, I'm and I'd have to agree with you I, from everything that I've seen, uh, the overall gameplay, just the snippets that we're getting. I mean, the way that the world is, and it's not like the characters are like super in depth or anything like like Ratchet might be, but. It seems like they're giving a lot more life to this world, um, especially when you're taking it for more of a mental aspect and kind of that kind of makes it more relatable in some ways, uh, touching on those uh, aspects of life and whatnot. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Zemi Games, let's bring you into the conversation here. Yep. Uh, this is a game that comes from the mind of Tim Shaper. It, it obviously is a sequel to a game that has uh, launched originally on the OG Xbox. It's yeah. pretty fitting that mm -hmm. in the new generation that we're just start technically starting, even though it started last year, it's it's only still in its infancy for the new generation that we're seeing a Psychonauts 2. Now, granted, this is not an Xbox exclusive. Uh, it is a multi-plat because of the deals that were made prior to Double Fine being purchased. Uh, but we do know that they're working on a new IP that new IP will, of course, be Xbox and PC exclusive. But keeping with Psychonauts in the conversation, hearing what uh, what Jez Cord and it's not just Jez; it's a lot of people within the industry that are saying we are very surprised by the the um, how great this game is. Where, where do you fall on it potentially? Like Jez was saying, being in the Game of the Year conversation that's going to happen in five months. Yeah, no, I, I think it for sure can be in the game of the year uh, conversation. That, that doesn't mean that I think it's going to win, but I right, think yeah, it, right. because there's some very, very, very strong competition coming up this, you know, this year. Right. right. Uh, and, and a lot of that competition, quite frankly, is from Xbox's side of things. Um, but there's also several third party games that I think, uh, you know, are, are going to have equally as good of a chance uh, uh, to win game of the year as, uh, as, as, you know, Psychonauts does. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm super excited about the game, man. Uh, I have been the 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 moment that we you know first saw it pop up on screen. Uh, I think uh, two E3s ago or one E3 ago, and we had a podcast right after. I was super excited about it then. I'm super excited about it now. Like you, I I well, unlike you, I have played it previously, uh, but uh, I I never actually. But like you, I I never actually beat the game. 
Um, I have, you know, went and walked, uh, watched a uh, walkthrough of the game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably not going to to go back and play it. Uh, it. It's just a little bit too old for me. Uh, I'm 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 not the biggest fan of going back 20 years ago to play a game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I am really really excited for it, man. Um, I you know like um, Steel was saying, I I agree with him. I think it definitely has some. Uh, ratchet and clank uh, vibes with it being a platformer and and so on and so forth. Um, and I think it very well could give uh, ratchet and clank, uh, you know, a run for its money. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, we'll have to, you know, see what the PlayStation people say. And cause you know, they of course are really yeah. the only people that can play both of them. Uh, of course, I guess all of us could, if we wanted to buy ratchet and clank as well, cause I'm pretty sure everyone here has a PlayStation as well, but um but no i I think it's gonna be a fantastic game i'm really excited uh you know about you know the 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 more in-depth uh dialogue the the strong storytelling you know what tim says uh you know just tim being excited about this project makes me excited um i i can't wait for it to come out i'm gonna be playing it day one it may not be an exclusive but it is you know a, a a game service exclusive so we you know don't have to pay any more than what at most ten dollars to to play it mm-hmm. um but yeah man no i'm i'm super excited yes me too and again it's a platformer i'm a big platform an og like that uh i grew up on them and i cannot wait to play this i am gonna play through uh psychonauts one um and uh and, and i because i, I kind of really want to enjoy You're- to and you're, I want to know where these, where these okay. characters come you're from. You're more dedicated to the cause than I am. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, 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 I'm dedicated to the cause so much, folks, that I went out and designed a Banjo-Kazooie controller for the design lands that, that Microsoft that. isn't going to give a flying hoot nanny about, but I will. Because <laughs> I want a new Banjo-Kazooie, goddammit. That's and, funny. Uh, listen, it is what it is. Pong sold. This is great to hear. It, it, it's, it's great to hear for a lot of reasons because Double Fine is a small studio, mm-hmm. uh, a small studio that in many people's minds probably shouldn't even still exist in 2021 because of how risque making games is, right? Yeah. And Microsoft came in and they added Tim Schafer and that incredible team to XGS. And I think it's one of the best moves they made. They're, they're, it's For me, again, it's because I'm such a big Tim Schafer fan I like to consider the purchase up there with the ninja theories, you know, with the the obsidians because of their history. And I'm happy to know that even though the game's a month out, it's getting such unique buzz from everyone in the industry. Where do you fall? Are you going to be happy to see this game potentially, folks, potentially be in that game of the year conversation at the end of 2021? Also, yeah, this is this is huge. Boom. Uh, you, you must have stole my thoughts or we've just been doing this together for so long that you and I are on the same page. Um, I was going to talk about that. This is one of those success stories that if this game hits the way that people are already talking about when people downplay or talk negatively about uh, the consolidation that's currently happening within the industry and these mm-hmm. smaller studios getting bought up. We need success stories like this to show the reasons why a, a an acquisition by a much larger uh, company and putting them under your umbrella and allowing them the, them the time, giving them the resources to go do what they love to do without 
you know, weighing them down without, you know, mm. micromanaging them. We need these success stories to prove that side of things. And I think this could be one of the first big ones. Tim Schaefer, without a doubt, is one of the, the most creative people in the industry, right? And he has been for a very long time. But like you just talked about, Boom, the, the industry has changed. The risks that are now taken are much greater than they yeah. used to be in a lot of ways. Uh, this started out as a crowdfunded project, right? Yes. If this comes out and hits game of the year, and there's no way Ooh. to know. We can't go back and we can't look and, and see what would have happened had it never had 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 Xbox never come in and acquired Double Fine, right? But let's just say that they were on their own. Chances are that this being a crowd a crowdfunded game would have been a much smaller game on a smaller scale. Oh, yeah. Maybe all the ideas that they now have in this, because it looks like there's a whole lot of genre blending within this game as well, which is which is really cool. Some of these some some of the scenes that I've seen, it show some of the gameplay I've seen, uh, reminds me a, a lot of it, it Takes Two and, and kind of yes. the different styles from yes. when you go from level to level to level, right? They're bringing in a lot of different game mechanics. And I don't know if that would have been fully realized had it just stayed as a crowdfunded game. So when Microsoft Xbox came in and bought them, you heard Tim Schafer these past couple of years come out in interviews and talk about how relieved he was to be under the Xbox umbrella that he and his team could simply focus on doing what they love instead of focusing on having to go find more investors, go find more money, go market your own game, do all this other stuff that takes away from the creative side of game making. And I think that's what we're seeing here. So if this come out, comes out and hits as a game of the year, this is going to be a wildly successful story to add to, you know, another feather in the cap of Xbox and what they are doing when they acquire these studios. Cause a lot of people had a lot of worries, but we've been hearing from almost every single studio has come out at some point and said, no, it is great. They are hands off. They allow us to simply make games and they are not telling us what to do. They are not telling us how to go about our business. They are simply there to offer support. Mm -hmm. And if this hits his game of the year, that means that is real. And that is special that somebody like a Tim Schafer, a highly creative person, not a, what I would consider again, you got to be organized. You got to be kind of structured, but I, I would not consider like some kind of structured, Hey, we're just going to make this game and it's going to be this way. And we've got everything. I look at him as kind of going, give me all your ideas. Okay. That idea sounds cool. Let's put that in there. That idea sounds great. Let's put that in yeah. there. And I think some of the kind of the behind the scenes showed that in order to do it that way, you've got to have a hands-off parent company. There's no way you could make a game like Psychonauts 2 with somebody who was hands-on trying to control everything. Yeah. So I think this is fantastic. I know it's not exclusive, but what is exclusive is the current console uh, you know, uh, version of the game is exclusive in a lot of ways because the PlayStation 5 is only going to play the backwards compatible version of the PS4, right? Uh, which we already know, but they have done upgrades for the series consoles because they are now an Xbox studio. So they've had the opportunity to go in and do that. And if you get a game of the year contender, yes, people are going to be playing it everywhere, which is fantastic. More, the more people playing it, the better. But you're going to have the best version on the Xbox side. And guess what? It is in Game Pass day and date. So, again, word gets out about this game of the year quality type, really, you know, family kind of cartoonish, but, you know, has a lot of depth to it type game. That 
word of mouth spreads, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, yeah, you can get it in Game Pass. All you got to do is sign up for Game Pass. That's another win for Xbox. And you need yeah. these types of games to come along, and you need these types of studios like Tim Schafer's studio, Double Fine, to create that mm-hmm. diversity within Game Pass, within your service, within your platform that you're pushing everywhere. You need to have those types of games sitting there waiting for people. So it's not always just, oh, they've got a bunch of shooters over there, or oh, they just yeah. got a bunch of Western RPGs. No, no, no. Yes, that's true. We're going to have a lot of those. But guess what? We got all these other games, including a game of the year contender in Psychonauts 2. Come on over, try it out. Game Pass risk-free. You know, it doesn't basically cost you nothing when you average it out. Come on over. And that's a huge, huge W for Xbox. I love to see it. I can't wait to get my hands on Psychonauts 2. I may try to go back and play Psychonauts. You know, again, I, I popped it in and I, I started it up and I'm like, yeah, this is a 20 year old game right here, but <laughs> it, it really yeah, is. No. Some of those games, you know, you're like, hey, this isn't so bad. You know, Psychonauts 2, I was like, yeah, this is a 20 year old game. But like you, boom, I do kind of want to know. Uh, I played I'm trying to I try to remember if I ever finished it. I know I played it back in the day, but I don't know if I ever really finished it. But, I, you know, a refresher of the characters, a refresher of some of the inside jokes, the Easter eggs that are going to be in Psychonauts 2 is something that I'm thinking about going back and, and pushing through it uh, to make sure that I do have that knowledge. But I can't wait. I, I, I'm all for this. I think this is going to be a great success story coming out of this. And I'm happy for Double Fine that they found a home where they can just make the games that they want to make without worrying about all the outside pressures that come along with being an independent studio. Uh, so I'm all about this. This is great. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was just going to like throw in some helpful advice. You could just honestly just go and watch a YouTube video. Like, yeah, like, I could. like a story so yeah. far. For it's not the same. I know. I, I know what you're saying. That'd be good. I mean, <laughs> listen I, again, it, 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 what see, but see that is the magic. Right, that we overlook as gamers. Mm-hmm. I'm playing a game that's over 20 years old on my new Xbox. Yep. And I think that in itself is far, that, yeah. that could be a podcast conversation for another day because where else are you? Uh, it's crazy. Who else is allowing you to do that? Nintendo isn't because when they, a game does come, I mean, again, if you pay for the service that they have, they're so called. You know, online service, you do get a couple of games in there. You're like, oh, I remember playing this as a kid, and it's awful, and it's no enhancements, right? It is what it is. Sony's not doing that. That is for sure. But Xbox is allowing you to play these old games, old games, don't play those old games. The game is 20 years old, and it's still being played in a brand-new console that launched, which is ridiculous. I want to get 3-Bit into the conversation because 3-Bit, you are our designer of the group. And you have worked on big projects. You've worked on small projects, both in for yourself and as well as other companies. Hearing the success story that apparently is going to be ringing, its, uh, ringing over the, the course of the next four to five months in Double Fine's release of Psychonauts 2, as a creator yourself, is it fantastic to see the little studio that could. Yeah, it's always amazing seeing stories like that. And and Pong hit on a lot of points I wasn't even thinking about. Um, but it really is cool to see like Tim Schafer and his studio. The DNA of that studio is um, usually wacky characters, super creative stories. 
um, and, and other games. Like, I don't know if you guys played uh, some of their other Double Fine titles, like uh, Nights and Bikes. I was recently playing. It's like a co-op game, and that, that one is, is, is yeah, awesome. Cool um, and it, it seems like this game is going to be a blast to play. Double Fine is, is so good at dialogue and, and, and lore. I'm really looking forward to it. I played the original on my Xbox uh, the OG Xbox because I watched G4 back in the day and mm-hmm. Adam Sessler on, on X-Play recommended it and it, that was my favorite show back then. Used to record it on my VHS tape. Um, but I, I think just the concept of Psychonauts is so cool being able to jump into different dreamscapes of people's minds and it just looks like one of those uh, games that it, it reminds me of like It Takes Two like well, Punk's Head and types of uh, level variation and, and that is still my game of the year right now, uh, but I think this does have the potential to at least be in the running for for game of the year, um, based on a lot of what people are saying. Like uh, I've seen several people jump into the game and like I don't want to play it anymore because I want to experience this fully when the game comes out. Which that's that's a good review right there, right? Where you you want um, you had someone who's playing the game and they mm-hmm. wanted to stop because of how good it is. Um, and and while uh, I, this game will will definitely have some comparisons to Ratchet and Clank, it's just it's just going to happen. Um, I think Ratchet and Clank might have more variation and 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 um, not more than <laughs> than Psychonauts, but it Ratchet and Clank in its essence has a lot of variation in weapons, and I think Psychonauts mm-hmm. is going to have a lot of variation in the levels and the yeah. actual characters. So the depth. The that, depth, yeah. the psychic yeah. abilities by themselves are going to be something that very, very similar to what you're talking about with the weapons. Yes, there are different ways to use them, but each having their own unique weapon set. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I did want to go back and try out a few levels be- before the sequel because I haven't played it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, I, I it's such a cool success story if, if this pans out, right? If, if like, um, double fine. They've been struggling with a lot of different financial stuff in the past, like yep. with uh, um, was it Broken Age? Is that the name yes. of that game? Um, where they just had to keep kickstarting um their games, and now they have the financial backing of Microsoft. And you could tell if you look at some of the older footage of Psychonauts too, you could tell they just been bumping up the quality every yes. time we see it. So, yeah. um. Now they have the financial backing of Microsoft, and it's going to prove to people that uh, a lot of things. I think the, one of the main things it might prove is you could keep the DNA of a studio, even if a big company, a big corporation like Microsoft acquires them. And um, Tim Schafer is is such a a legend in my eyes. <laughs> you have like yeah. certain legends left, right? You, like like Kojima is up there, right? And then I think Tim Schafer God is Howard. somewhere in. God Howard, God Howard is up there. <laughs> Praise uh, be his name. Amen. Praise the God. Name. Amen. Yeah. So he's one of those industry people for me in terms of what he he brings to the table and creativity of his games. They're just so mm. unique, um, and I think that it's going to fall in line with uh, Xbox's uh, studio for sure. Like all the other studios they have, this is just different. Yeah, yeah. it's different from them. So I'm looking forward to it. Now, one of my favorite games because of my Tyler, uh, my uh, my nephew Tyler is Double Fine's Happy Action Theater for Connect. Oh wow! Absolutely loved it. And, and you know what's crazy? I, I I wind up writing to Tim 
on social media and he immediately wrote me back, which was really cool. I even showed it to my nephew. He didn't really know what it was because he was too young at the time, but it meant a lot to me that actually he reached out and, uh, and, and you know, and we, we talked for a hot minute. I, one of my favorite Tim Schafer double fine games, and uh, I'm looking forward to Psychonauts too. I think it's going to be a big deal. Uh, listen, real quick. Um, the three winners have been found. Ooh. Uh, so like I promised, when we got to topic number three, which is the big one of today, here are the winners. The big winner, the $100 gift card comes to Web Dave of Twitter. Web uh, Dave. Yeah, Let's Web go. Dave. Uh, you got you won a $100 gift card to Xbox. I will be sending you that code. The next two, the bonus... Because remember, uh -oh. this is only supposed to be two, two hundred, uh, two one hundred dollar gift cards. And Mrs. Boomstick said, "No, nah, that's not enough. We got to go. We got to go more." Ooh, okay. Um, one last round wins a fifty dollar gift card to Xbox. One last round. Congratulations! He is always retweeting my stuff, and he came up Let's in the go. ticker. And last, and certainly no way least, the twenty five dollar gift card uh, comes to us, Fanatical Gamer Two. Let's go! Nice. Gets, gets yeah. the uh, twenty-five dollar gift that's card. My alt account. I, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's door um, right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So yes, I'll be sending those out, and we'll be doing this again this coming up Thursday uh, for, and that's going to be a big show, folks. Big show because lots of big topics. So congratulations to the winners once Excellent. again. Uh, but we got to get to the big topic of the day folks uh but uh -oh. before we do i gotta catch them on a few of the super chats that uh zemi has thrown into the private chat and let me just get over there and take a look at those uh what do we have here we have jd gamer generous friend of the show he drops a five dollars super chat and says if microsoft has any sense at all they will mm -hmm. jump all over psychonauts to marketing i mean it should be a complete media blitz before and after launch, I 100% agree. No, no doubt about that. Uh, David McGowan uh, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, what do you think could come out of this rumored Netflix and Sony PlayStation partnership? Again, that's a rumor. I think it's, it's probably good for Sony if they do that because they are at least 10 years behind Microsoft in setting up their own, their own, you know, Netflix of gaming. Um, I I don't know how that's going to work for Sony, I, and, and I, I mean it's beneficial for both companies, sure. Mm -hmm. But I, I I just don't see Sony doing day and date, man. I I just don't. I I, I mean I put it to this way: if they team up with um, Netflix, mm -hmm. what they will essentially be admitting to the world is that they failed for both uh, PS, you know, both their PSN stuff. That means that that has failed for them. That means that PlayStation now is garbage, which I think it is. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's not what I want. Otherwise, I would have it. Um, and I think that, hmm. that that's what ultimately would say that they have failed and they need help. Uh, okay. I don't know if that's true. Again, we have no, no other information other than a floating rumor. Um, I, I don't see it being beneficial for Sony. For, for, for Netflix, sure. For Sony, they're not putting in Last of Us 3 in there. You know, you're not going to get Last of Us. I don't even know if you're going to get Last of Us 2 in there, for that matter. 
Um, nah, I think it's for a different I, reason, especially considering that they bought Nixus to bring mm-hmm. all of these first uh, first party bangers, uh, another five dollars for the uh, swear jar <laughs> to um, uh, you know to to bring to PC. Uh, and so mm-hmm. again, I I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it's an interesting uh, question nonetheless. We also has uh, Lewis D. Drops uh, uh, um, drops a very generous five dollars super chance. Psychonauts reminds me of Alice Madness Returns. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I could see that. A gem from a studio looking for sponsors for a sequel. It should get more love. It's on Game Pass. I mean, absolutely, one hundred percent. Dan the Man Cunningham drops a very generous five dollars super chance. Says I loved Double Fine's Once Upon a Monster. Extremely mm. unappreciated. Yeah, dude, you know something? I didn't even hear about that game. I, you know what? That's something I got to check out because I do enjoy Double Fine for sure. But let's get to the big topic of today's show, folks. Uh, and uh, this one is going to be a very interesting one. The thumbnail, obviously, was selling you that we were going to talk about the Steam Deck. And on Thursday of last week, the same day, that Nintendo released or announced pre-orders for the Nintendo OLED, which I went out and pre-ordered. Yes, I did. Um, They shocked the world with the announcement of the rumored Steam Deck, letting the millions of interested gamers know that on Friday they could pre-order their basically a handheld PC. Now, today, we're going to openly discuss what this means for Xbox Game Pass because, for me, I was able to pre-order it Later that afternoon, I'm I'm Q2. Mm-hmm. That's when mine is coming. It's fine. I don't need a day one. I'm not a PC guy. For me, I'm buying it exclusively to be an Xbox Game Pass portable. That's really what it is. I'm going to be playing Game Pass on it because this is what I wanted Microsoft to do. But there is an interesting question I'm going to bring to the chat and also to the panel. Mm-hmm. If you remember late last year, and Pong, we talked about this numerous times, the meeting between Gabe Newell and Phil Spencer last year, and it made me start to wonder if the conversation of the having the unannounced app be installed in every one of these Steam Decks, and this would be very similar to what Microsoft has done with Samsung and all of the LG TVs coming out this year and beyond because they want Game Pass. They want, like, like you go to your newer TVs now and it mm-hmm. has your Disney Plus, it has your Netflix, it's got your Hulu, it's got all these built in, baked in apps. And now we're going to start seeing the Xbox Game Pass app be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll admit that this is very exciting. Because, again, I have no proof on this. I understand that Windows is not on this handheld console, that they're using Mm -hmm. Linux. And I understand that there are certain ways that most Microsoft games need to run on a Windows thing. But it's interesting to know that now that they're running on the Apple phones, there's a way around that. But I still think... That there could be in production again. There's no one says no one saying no one from Microsoft is saying no. But that that particular app that could wor- in fact work with Linux could be p- put in there again. It's it's a conversation we're about to have. Mm-hmm. But here's my question 
and I and I and I'll start with Steel Rain. And I have two questions for you, brother. Okay. Thoughts on Phil Spencer's comments? If the Xbox, you know, uh, uh, where where he went out on went out of his way on Twitter, and he said this: "This looks really great. Congrats to the team at Valve Software on getting so many of us excited to be able to take our games with us wherever we decide to play." So mm-hmm. that comment is something. <laughs> but what if there was a deal struck to mm-hmm. get Xbox Game Pass, an app in some form to work with this, to show up on every Steam Deck, come preloaded like the TVs that are going to ha- be happening later this year? How big of a deal would that be for Xbox Game Pass's potential to bring in the PC crowd that already may be subscribed because of Xbox Game Pass for PC. Um, this opens up a huge amount of potential. I mean, but to be honest, I'm gonna press. Uh, I'm gonna precipice with. Uh, I'm gonna start it with saying the stream. The Steam Deck itself is speaking to the hardcore, right? It is 100. Um, yes. Though from the price, the fact that it's priced the way that it is, uh, kind of says all the all that kind of needs to be said. I I, be, I believe what the price is, uh, three ninety nine, five twenty nine, and six forty nine. Um, that those prices already tell me that hey, uh, we're trying to reach the audience that is interested in per se on mobile gaming, uh, but also wants to have access to uh, some of their PC. Uh, I guess functionality or their just their overall Steam library. Uh, the the huge benefit to this, and, I, and we were talking about. Uh, I'll just start off with the whole: if you're having Xbox Game Pass or some Xbox app of some sort uh, coming preloaded on this device, uh, that would just save a lot of the headache. Uh, now, let's be honest: if we're speaking to that same hardcore crowd or just anybody, I'm just not going to speak to the hardcore. It's just anybody that may be interested in this device. The reason being is because. To me, it's going to be an emulation beast, an emulation powerhouse uh, for the capability of having every game that you have ever known from the old school Game Boy days, from at least from what I can remember, or even back if you want to take it back to SNES um, and have all that entire library on one device that you could take with you wherever you want to go. Not only that, but to also then have access to games like Halo Infinite when it releases uh, day one uh, through Steam or through that per se Xbox app if it was on there. Uh, The biggest opportunity that this Steam Deck has for me uh, is, well, just overall that I see is the fact that you can put Windows on this device. That would eliminate a lot of people's issues but it's also why I'm kind of gearing this more towards the hardcore because they're going to be the ones that are going to want to fondle uh, with it and play with it and take it to uh, a level to where you're going to be able to do a little bit of everything on there. Uh, if it has uh, if the Steam, if the, the Steam OS is going to naturally have Game Pass or whatever, sure, you can take it to that one aspect. But why stop there? Uh, why not have Windows on there? It's not only where you can access the Windows Store, you can access Steam, you can access Epic, you can access GOG, you can access any other thing or any other piece of uh, gaming, your gaming library overall, because a lot of PC players, they have so many things spread in different places uh, to get access to. Uh, being able to limit that down on your handheld device more so, quote unquote, I say limit it down, uh, I think would be a huge benefit. Uh, the whole quote with Phil Spencer, I think he is kind of 
uh, saying kind of hinting at that there's going to be Game Pass eventually on Steam again. EA Play is on Steam currently, yeah. Um, and I still kind of always forget that I need to come re roll myself out of that because I have Game Pass Ultimate that already has that, you know. Um, so Steam has me every month on that, I, I always forget about it, but. Why wouldn't they also allow you to have access to Game Pass? Uh, again, I think right now it's just more so Microsoft still trying to do something with their own store, make their own store viable because that is a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Yep. Uh, to be completely honest, the store on PC is not great. I get yep. updates sometimes. The updates don't download. Uh, games, I download a game. I have to click it 50 times for it to register that it's going to go somewhere or it's going to do anything. Uh, sometimes I can't even change the drive that I wanted to download to. Like there's so many things that add on to uh, uh, an already in a situation that shouldn't be strenuous. It should be point click download easily. Down, that's why everybody yeah. loves console. And that's what the possibilities of this also has because Again, like you were saying, boom, it talks to those PC gamers who like that, who who like to have access to the libraries, but want it more on an instant kind of level. Uh, but again, I just see people taking this to that next step and saying, "Hey, I might as well just put the Windows OS on here so I can just have my PC on the go." Uh, there's a there's a lot of things that turn me off about the device, but I like to I like the fact that it's the first step in a reasonable price range because there are other portable PCs per se, per se that you can get, but they're a, a thousand, starting off at a thousand dollars and yeah. those don't have SSDs in them either. Yep. That's the other thing that you have to throw into consideration with this also is that this is the first handheld that we know of that has put it on mass market that has an NVMe SSD within it. Also, we can, we can complain about the size, but you also have to look at the portability factor. Well, I mean, you're going to be doing RDNA 2 and ray tracing. Exactly. Bananas. Exactly. And I think the biggest reason why the whole PC side of it is going to come really into play with this is because they're saying that 800p is going to be 720p uh, is going to be the limitation of this Steam Deck um, as coming out of the box. But if you allow yourself to put the Windows OS on there, then you can take it to that next step and be, be able to play at 1080p. Now, yeah. will that have a negative effect on the battery life or whatever else the case might be? Who knows? We're so we're so far away from it. But as far as the device overall, um, and as far as like Phil Spencer speaking on it and everything, I think we're just leading down the road again of like how we started the show of accessibility. Yes. This is doing nothing but letting Microsoft, but establishing Microsoft and in a market that they're already pretty establishing with the pc market and saying hey this is their grown man switch we know that you like your games we know what you want your <laughs> library you know we know that you don't want to play the switch uh, or whatever the case might be maybe it's not good enough for you but now you have all those games that you say that you can't play portably on your grown man switch yeah. How do you feel about that? And I, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction, especially for accessibility. So I, I absolutely agree. You know what? Let, let's bring Pong Soul into the conversation. Pong, this this to me is look, I, I'm not a PC guy. I've never been one. I have a nice mm -hmm. PC now. It could probably play a lot of PC games, but not where not not where I want to play my games. I'm a console guy. Now, handheld, I'm gonna be honest with you. One of the biggest hang-ups for me with um with um xbox cloud gaming is having to do it on my phone uh I, none of the devices yeah. that i have purchased have given me the confidence 
mm-hmm. or what I wanted in a handheld. I have the Kishi by uh, uh, um, Razor. By Razor. And I spent $100 on that thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. The controller itself, the, the actual controllers, they're nice. But the middle of it is where it's weak. You know, it always feels like it's bending. It always feels like I'm going to mm-hmm. smash my phone into. If I get a phone call, if I get a text, I got to stop it. I got to pull it apart. I got to pull, yeah. pull the phone. I hate all of that. So th- when, I saw th- when I saw this device, now I jumped into the 512. I'm, I, if I'm going to go, I'm going big. You know, I figured, you know what? I'm not a PC guy. Listen, I want to know what all the PC guys and gals are talking about. And here is my Xbox Game Pass handheld. This is something I wanted Microsoft to make on their own. They didn't. So now I'm going to have to go to third party. But who better than Valve? And I'm going to be honest with you. Windows 11 is getting loaded in there day one. I could give a fine <laughs> F about exactly. anything with Steam OS is going to the wayside. I bought this exclusively to play Xbox Game Pass. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not. Gonna, I'm going to think. I have a. I, I have a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of that Raspberry Pi is all the '90s arcade games mm-hmm. from Capcom, like Aliens versus Predator, that I beat three times a year because mm-hmm. I love that. I love old school beat 'em ups. I am infatuated with them. Mm-hmm. I'm. A, I'm an old school cat, but for me. I'm spending the money on this handheld that is quite pricey to be able to say I can take Halo Infinite, even though it's a small screen, but it's not that small, any way I want. When I got to wait for Mrs. Boom to come out of work, I'll make sure I get there extra early to play. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I'm at a doctor's appointment, when I'm on a flight going to the next E3, that's five hours. Well, I could just chill. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts on this? How big of a deal do you honestly believe that the Steam Deck could potentially be for Xbox Game Pass and its 25 million subscribers? Well, we're in speculation town, boom, our favorite place. So it's sunny uh, 75, cotton, yep. uh, cotton candy on every corner, and unicorns and rainbows. That's right, everywhere. brother. That's right, brother. So, so let's look at this again. Everybody is correct when they've come out and say the Steam Deck is for the hardcore initially. It that, 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 it. There's no doubt about that, right? That it's not going to kill off the switch anytime. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to do any of the stuff some people have been trying to claim it's going to nah. do. Um, I have my own reasons for wanting one. I'm not going to do the first wave. I'm going to budget it in next year. Um, it, it, I believe it could eventually become the perfect uh, companion console. Uh, you know, depending on what Sony decides to do with their first party stuff, uh, it could become the perfect companion console for someone like me. Um, so I'm looking at it from that standpoint, but let's stay on Xbox since this is the Xbox Factor podcast. The smoke has been out there for a long time that Phil and Gabe have been talking. The smoke's been out there that eventually Gabe is meetings confirmed. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the smoke's been out there for a while that if Gabe decides uh, that he wants to spend time on the beach with his Mai Tai in hand uh, <laughs> and step away from Valve, that Microsoft would be on the front door knocking saying hey what is it going to take now again whether that ever happens that's a lot you know that's probably years and years away from where from when we're even going to consider that but the partnership the friendship the established relationship is there and it's being built upon um and has been for a while and so what this means is that phil probably knew the steam deck was coming obviously um he was probably 
well aware of Gabe's plans uh, that Valve was going to move into this handheld space. Uh, they are not in direct competition with the Switch, as I already talked about. Uh, you know, that's not their point. Their point is to get a head start on the handheld PC market, yes. which is a real thing. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. like Steele mentioned, there has already been some out there. They are ultra expensive. They're underpowered. But with oh, AMD... Uh, and their tech that they've been building, it is now getting to the point where uh, the the power um, the uh, and the uh, heat, uh, which is also a big deal, are able to be shrunk down into a handheld size now yep. uh, for the PC gaming market. Uh, so this is vital. Uh, and Phil has talked about extensively uh that their position within the PC market, they want to strengthen that position as well. They're probably going to be looking at acquiring some devs that uh, that are specifically PC, uh, you know, on the PC side of things because they know that they want to strengthen that side of, you know, that mm -hmm. side of their portfolio. So I think this all goes hand in hand. I think that they are in talks to get Game Pass on Steam. I think that both Gabe and Phil want it to happen for a multitude of reasons. If they're going to ever consider selling the steam deck to the mass market outside of the hardcore they're going to have to have as many options as possible because we're yes. not talking about a uh, we're not talking about a company in valve that has exclusive ips lined up like a nintendo like a sony like an xbox that can just put out this this exclusive device and say hey we've got these games that you can't find anywhere else no their mm -hmm. mass appeal is going to be hey Wherever you're playing, whatever you got, wherever your games are, come over to Steam Deck because we're going to have that available for you and you can take them wherever you go. The other big point of the Steam Deck is to be able to play your games natively. Okay, so xCloud is an option, but until the tech catches up, until the internet catches up, obviously there's always going to be that lag. There's always going to be those problems unless you have the ultimate, ultimate internet, right? There's always going to be that little, hey, it's just not quite as good. With the Steam Deck, you can download those games native and play them natively, mm -hmm. right? And that is going to be huge, especially if you get Game Pass on there. You're going to be able to download that game, and you're going to be able to have it on the go and play it natively without experiencing some of the problems that xCloud does ha currently have. So that's a huge deal as well. And I think down the road, thinking that we are in speculation town right now, right? And, and you could see a partnership. Maybe yeah. not a full acquisition, but a partnership in which you see an Xbox branded Steam Deck down the road. That's a great maybe, point, dude. Yeah. Maybe, maybe something like that happens. Maybe this thing is successful enough. And obviously, obviously, Valve, Gabe, they're all open. They've already come out and said, hey, put whatever OS you want on there. Do whatever you want with this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they want, you know, Microsoft itself steps in and says, hey, Gabe. Love what you're doing with the Steam Deck. It's a great piece of hardware. We, you guys have had a lot of success. People are loving the layout, even though some people are you know, concerned about the button layout and the stick layout and all that kind of stuff. But maybe get some people's hands and everybody loves it. Maybe maybe Microsoft directly goes and says, hey, Gabe, wh what about we just, uh, you know, obviously you've got the tech. Let's just get a Microsoft branded Windows based Steam Deck on top of it preloaded with everything. Why don't we do start producing that side by side? It just opens up more options for people who don't want to mess with the OS because again, the mass, you know, the normies out there, the non-tech heads and again, I'm not a tech head either, but I'll go learn to do what I need to do to change out the OS in this thing once I get it. But again, a lot of people just don't want to mess with that stuff. 
just gives them more options to get into that market. Okay, you- Asante, who I did never, I yep. never realized it was a brainiac when it came to yeah. this stuff. I will be reaching yeah. out to him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think overall, for I think there's a lot of different ways this scenario could go with Xbox and the Steam Deck. I think number one is getting Game Pass available on Steam so that it's right there. Yep. When people load this thing up, when they get it in their hands and they say, hey, you know what? I just want to access uh, you know, my Steam library, and hey, by the way, I'm also a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber for my, my for my PC. Look at that. I've got my Game Pass right there as well. We're set to go. That's it, straight out the box. And I think that's going to be priority number one. And then down the road, I definitely think that this could open up the market, whether they do a partnership with uh, you know, Valve in the Steam Deck and do some kind of Xbox branded Steam Deck or whether Microsoft eventually gets to the point as again, the tech is obviously catching up and it becomes cheaper. Eventually they look at the Steam Deck and say, okay, hey, look, Valve was super successful at this. You know what? Maybe it's time for us to enter the handheld market again and have an actual just Xbox handheld device, um, you know, that they can bring in at a good price. Again, that's going to be the big thing is the price point. And so I think that eventually this could just lead to something like that as well. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think the the possibilities here, if they do it right, if it comes out the way that we expect it to come out, I think eventually it could break in to the mass market once there are some more maybe competition once more it becomes more accessible, you know, uh, acceptable that there is now a PC handheld market out there mm-hmm. and people start realizing, hey, this is kind of a cool device and right. the prices come down, um, you know, and the tech goes up, which we're seeing already. But I think that we're going to see more of that, obviously, advancement. I think that's when you see it break in. And I, I think that could have huge, huge ramifications because it's just another portal where people can access the Xbox ecosystem from once and for all on top of all the other ones but the xbox since we're talking about xbox specifically it's another device another avenue that people have access to game pass to their library of xbox games and again to reach three billion people you gotta have as many of those portals as possible and i think this is just one more uh out there so i think it's great choice is going to be key uh, and uh, like I said, uh, the the whole conversations. I mean, we don't know. We're not flies on the wall, right? We we weren't in on the conversation between Phil and Gabe. We know that there is a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand that Gabe at some point may want to retire from gaming, and you know, may, maybe maybe the Bethesda level acquisition that could shock the world once again. <laughs> maybe maybe it's Steam, right? Like maybe five times Steam. the Bethesda acquisition. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting is that, again, Microsoft is doing things that Nintendo and Sony are, I'm not talking about two years, three years. I'm talking about they're a decade behind. Mm -hmm. And right now, we saw how they have teamed up with Samsung and LG to get that app, that Xbox Game Pass app for the normies onto every TV, right? And all you're going to need is a wireless controller. We've heard that they're currently developing. Uh, there's the X, there's the S, and there's going to be maybe what call it the L or the Z or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> where it's a, it's a little stick. Thumb you drive, plug it yeah. into your TV and you go. And it's nine and it's ninety nine dollars. You get it comes with a wireless controller. It comes with the stick. You plug it in like all of these other devices, and you go. Right. Yeah. This is another opportunity for Microsoft to get their hooks in, P- 
people who may or may not be an Xbox Game Pass, right? Who may who've seen Game Pass, they're part of the you know, they're part of the conversation, but just mm-hmm. never got it that are running out. Do you know how many people in my timeline came right out and said exactly what I said? I am buying this to be an Xbox Game Pass device. Tons yep, of people. Easy. Tons of tons of people. Zemi Games, you have one pre-ordered. You're not, you're still on the fence a little bit. You know, you can always say cancel. You're, you're still on the fence. Where do you fall on the potential of this app potentially coming to this device and bringing more people again from another region of gaming into the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I mean, Phil, he he seemed kind of excited about it from his tweet, right? Um, so, I mean, I, I would say the possibilities are relatively high that we could see an Xbox Game Pass uh, app or or have, you know, Game Pass in some way, shape, or form on this device. I think it's possible. I think it's also exactly what Xbox needs to do, uh, you know, and, and it follows through with their business model, you know, to a T, right? You know, Xbox isn't playing the how many consoles can I sell, how many, you know, video games can I sell game anymore. That's not really what their business model is um you know they, they're they're really really transitioning away from that more towards a service model and the same way that you can you know watch netflix on any device you should be able to play game pass on any device um and so i i, I think really and truly xbox should be putting game pass on any single device that it is you know physically possible to do right i want to see it on toasters absolutely yeah well i don't know i mean sure yeah um (laughs) if nintendo will have it put it on a nintendo switch if playstation will have it put it on playstation because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter how many consoles they sell it matters how many people are playing their games on their service paying them money every single month that's what really Mm -hmm. matters at the end of the day um you know, as far as, you know, the the the, the Steam Deck, you know, I, I put $5 down on it. I have my pre-order set. I don't even know if I'm actually going to get it. I'm really, really, really on the fences for this thing uh, for multiple reasons. First one being, you know, uh, it, it is very, very costly. Um, and, and I'm not yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not 100%, you know... Um, swayed on, on the feature set, right? Like, yeah, it has, you know, an NVMe, but you know, the, the hard drive space isn't very, very, you know, big. And, you know, mm-hmm. to put that into perspective, you know, Pong, he was talking about playing games natively on there, and that's definitely a potential possibility. But to have the same amount of storage space that the Series S has, which is around 500 gigabytes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. To have yeah. that same amount of storage on this Steam Deck, you would have to pay, I think, around 700, 700 bucks, mm-hmm. right? That's a lot of money. Uh, the display on it is 1280 by 800, you know, I don't yep. know ultimately how that's going to turn out, but on your smartphone where you can stream game pass, you know, you, you, you can play in 1080p, maybe 4k. I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't really do, uh, do a lot of mobile gaming. So I'm not really sold on it. And also we have to remember steam's history with hardware here. They came out with the steam machine a very, very long time ago. And that flopped like nobody's business, right? Mm -hmm. They stopped that really, really quick. So do I want to pay, you know, $530 to get the mid tier model of the steam deck and here in five, you know, here in three years, they completely discontinue it and move on with something else because it may just not work. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why, why I'm really, really on the fences about this. 
Um, and, and while I'm kind of really has, you know, sliding more towards not getting it than getting it. I, I mm -hmm. think that you guys really hit the nail on the head whenever you said that this is built for hardcores. Uh, this is most certainly not built for, for your casual Xbox gamer, right? Yeah. You know, um, it's just not right. It's really built for, for PC gamers. And then of course you're going to have the hardcore Xbox audience that really wants mobile gaming, uh, you know, uh, on, on an, you know, actual dedicated device for it that, you know, is going to go out and spend this money. But I don't see a lot of, I don't see people, you know, casual consumers going out necessarily and buying this console solely for game pass without already owning, you know, uh, a, a, you know, or rather than going out and buying an actual Xbox console or a PlayStation or a Nintendo Switch, right? Point. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, I'm really on the fences about this. With that being said, it makes a lot of sense for Xbox to put the app on there. 110%. It makes sense for them to do that. It, it makes sense for them to put it on every single device that will have it. Um, give consumers literally no opportunity to say, eh, Game Pass doesn't really work for me. I don't have this device. I don't have that device. Don't give them that option, right? Allow them to play Game Pass on whatever app or whatever, dev uh, whatever device they want to play it on. Mm -hmm. uh, that is exactly what Xbox needs to do. And that follows suit with, you know, them putting it on the Steam Deck. Uh, for me personally, I just, I'm not sold on it. I, you know, I think that there's, there's, there's too, there's too big of a question mark over this system right now for, for me to 100% be interested in getting it. I'm going to keep my pre-order, but I'm not 100% sold on actually purchasing it yet. So basically you're saying that the risk is certainly uh, much higher than the uh, the reward. For me, how I view, you know, purchasing products from, from mm -hmm. how I value a product, I think that, you know, from what I'm perceiving right now, I think the risk does look a lot higher than, than, than what I would feel comfortable buying it. And until, you know, and, and unless they can fix that for me, I'm, I'm probably going to just let that pre-order go. Well, I mean, listen, again, not, this is, this is a heavy investment. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a heavy investment <clears throat> in a way where after tax, uh, it's going to be $700. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of money. As a matter of fact, that is a Series X or two Series S uh, consoles. That's a yep. PlayStation 5 mm -hmm. uh, with a bunch of games, which I think it's maybe two games because their games are $70. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, listen, I'm going to say this. I want to get off. Don't ever play the Sprint cars in Dirt 5. <laughs> the Sprint they cars. Every time, boom. Hashtag F the Sprint cars. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you, because I look like a drunk playing that, and I'm actually a damn good racer, and I could not figure out those damn Sprint cars. But anyway, let me get into some of the Super Chats, because we got quite a few of them that popped in here. Raiden Blade, generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding not one, but two. $10 Super Chats. The first one, he says, Hello, Boom and Panel. Look, every time people ask Phil Spencer about VR, he always points to Valve products. Now, if Gabe sets aside, uh, steps aside and sells to Xbox, no need to build your own VR or handheld. That's an yep. interesting part because their Valve, their headset is dope. It's just I don't have a PC to run it. It's out of my – but I would love to see that. that that's a fantastic point. Uh, Raiden Blade, while well, he drops another super chat of $5 first and says, um, I haven't seen anyone mentioning the AMD FSR. The S deck is built on AMD tech 
and FSR is BC with many older cards. I dude, listen, I, I'm not a PC guy. It's probably why I don't talk about it. I didn't even know those things. I, I'm honestly did yes. not even know handheld PCs existed before the Steam Deck was announced. People are like, oh no, that, yeah. that, that's a thing. I'm like, oh really? Because yeah. I'm not a PC guy. So <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the the next ten dollars super chat from Raiden Blade, and dude, thank you for your generosity. That's that's insane. He says, Zemi, this device will have support from Valve and Xbox, but also the Nintendo fan that will run emulation games from the Nintendo library, something Nintendo won't allow. Yeah, I, I think that the 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 hardcore PC people are salivating mm -hmm. at the mouth with the emulation game that's oh, yeah. going to come into effect. Like I said, I have a Raspberry Pi, and I have a lot of games on it. I strictly use it for the 90s arcade games that you don't you can't find uh, and and let me also specify whenever i'm talking about not being interested in it like and 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 from like broad consumers i, I think your casual xbox audience is not really going to be con, you know interested in this item no, pc players though very yeah. well could be very much interested in this or they might not it just you know it's a toss-up for me personally even from the pc side of things i already own a pc uh and mm -hmm. if i was looking to upgrade you know how i play my pc games Honestly, I would just upgrade my desktop. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Again, this is <clears throat> this is one of those uh, investments that people are going to have to really look at whether or not. Mm -hmm. see, like, for instance, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that from a tech point of view, I got to be involved in the conversation. I don't I don't fall for FOMO. So that, does, that doesn't bother me. But I really, I'm not a PC guy, and I want to experience what this whole PC realm is. If mm -hmm. I can do it on a handheld, get some emulation on older games that I enjoy playing, like an Aliens versus Predator, like you know, uh, uh, you know, like any of Capcom's side-scrolling beat 'em ups, mm -hmm. and I can get that emulated, and I can also somehow play, you know, Halo Infinite, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm on there I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna probably well, take the dive also i mean this is completely unrelated to anything xbox but another thing that you can do with this console or this you know machine this handheld is you can dock it plug yes, it up sir. to like a monitor and play it with the keyboard and mouse which would be really really cool for you that you know you don't really have like a gaming pc right now yeah. per se mm -hmm. yeah so if, you wanted, if you wanted to experiment with that right yeah so I, I don't think that the product is worthless at all. I just think from an Xbox, you know, gamer's point of view, who who would only uh, possibly buy this to play Xbox games mobile, I just don't think that the value would be there for a lot of the casual consumers. And and, and that makes that makes perfect sense. Let's let's bring in three bit into the conversation. Three bit. I don't know whether you're you know a, a PC elitist, but you, uh, you got to know the tech because obviously you work in the business and most of your work comes on PCs. Does this device? pique your fancy it does because while I, I do work on games on the pc i always preferred playing on console it's just me it's too just yeah I, I've console been. Guy. yeah um yeah i always thought it was, it was interesting seeing um this whole thing of phil and, and gabe newell um being in the conversations with each other and the fact that they dropped this info so close to the nintendo uh switch oled it was a punch to the face right on top that, of it. <laughs> that was hilarious to me yeah, that was, um that was, that was absolutely hilarious but because this is pretty much what i wanted the switch pro to be um it, but in terms of a partnership um between steam and microsoft of, of this um whole thing of, of game pass uh I, I think it'd be really cool to see it 
Game Pass being preloaded onto the system. If not, mm-hmm. then you can, you know, uh, like Lupong was saying, you can download these games natively. And um, but whole thing is this will, will probably uh, if if Microsoft and Steam come together, this will, will like give access to another market uh, that Microsoft has kind of tapped into with xCloud, but not having like an official um, device to market their ecosystem. Um, like what, what Pong was saying was like about downloading games natively. This is why I kind of wanted, uh, I personally want Microsoft to build a handheld device or even push their, their tech to be able to demo out games through the cloud if you like it. Um, have that option to to download it natively. Like pretty much on the Xbox, it would be really cool, right? If you can um, use the cloud to uh, try out a game, if you like it, then download it natively and put that for your handheld device. Yeah. Um, that's just like my, my speculation down <laughs> going in a little bit, right? But the the handheld market is, is something that these two other companies have already done. Sony has done it with the Vita. Nintendo is dominating with the Switch. Yep. Um, and, and Microsoft is sort of the loner out of the bunch in terms of competing. Now, you can argue that they don't have to with the different options they have like the mm-hmm. stream stick coming for t- TVs, uh, xCloud on PCs and mobile devices. Um, that's like itching that market for sure. But um, some people like having that targeted device. Um, and for me, the, the Steam Deck is going to be an ultra emulator for Nintendo yeah, games, a lot PC of titles, yep. Xbox titles. Um, in terms of the hardcore audience with different emulation software, you can experience some of those games on the Steam Deck that'll have higher frame rates than the Switch. If you want to go there, right? <laughs> if you want to play yeah. some Nintendo games at a higher frame rate than uh, than Nintendo's willing to even do with their tech, then hey, this is this is for you. Um, and this thing has RDNA two in it. And in terms yeah. of the the hardware, um, they seem to really partner up with AMD. Um, in, in this situation and some of the tech, like someone in the chat, um, I can't remember who it was. He mentioned like FSR. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool for a handheld device. That's pretty much the super resolution. Well, still um, Rain said it, it has an, it has an SSD built in folks. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a big deal. It's a big deal for a handheld device. Yeah. Like, that's the on. biggest thing out of anything that's so, that is, that is amazing about this device is the fact that they are carrying over what we're currently getting with your console yes. consistency, yeah. accessibility. Yeah. All this. That's all it. <laughs> yeah. And, and like what everyone, if we were to like pretty much match up with everybody was saying it, it this device gives you options, right? Yeah. If you want it to use it for Xbox games primarily you can do that. If you want to if you are uh, have a bunch of games on the Steam you're coming in from PC and you uh just want to play on the couch or something, hey, you can you can do that. Or if you like some Nintendo games, if you really want to emulate some Nintendo games on it and it's pretty much a Switch Pro. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it just for those potential options just to be able to try those things out because um I, I do play on my phone, on my note, um, like xCloud games, and I would love to be able to play Halo Infinite on my bed, just yeah. chilling, right? <laughs> like, it's just, why not? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The tech inside is definitely impressive. 
um, for a handheld device. I think the biggest thing that Zemi was saying is, is it if the price is worth it, um, it, it is very expensive for people to that specific audience. Like, it, it, can some people jump in or will they want to jump in if they have PCs? Um, is that what you're saying, Dan? I don't want to speak for you. But I, I that... mean, if you know, for for a lot of consumers, like if you're wanting to play Xbox Mobile, okay, mm -hmm. you could go and you can buy this system for you know uh, hundreds of you know dollars, or you mm -hmm. could use the device that you already own, that being your smartphone. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of consumers are probably yeah, going to go for the cheaper option. Yeah, I hate it, dude. Like, I, I mean, I... that's what I would do. I'm cheap. I really am. Like, I'm I'm the cheapest guy I know. <laughs> and and that is exactly what I would do. Right? No, and, and I feel you. I'm 100% uh, feel you on that. Because the only thing that that really this device like I would want to do with it would be play uh would be you know play Game Pass, right? But but the dis you know the the display kind of you know it turns me off. Um I'm not super impressed by what they what they said yeah, with but the it's, not, it's... Of, of, of the system as well. Like I I think that seems really really low uh the battery life. Um and you know, I mean, I just I think that I would get better performance out of streaming the game from my phone than I possibly would using this machine that I would have to pay an extra five hundred dollars for. Right. I mean, listen, um, it, it makes sense that you want to play on your phone, yeah. but you, you, the, the screen, the screen size versus the 800 P, you're going to be getting top quality uh, 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 display with ray tracing. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a lot to be said about the seven inch device. Now it's the same size screen as the OLED. It's not mm -hmm. an OLED, uh, but I, I, I think that you, you, I mean, again, I understand the price. The price point is expensive, and I understand that you don't want to waste the money when you can play on your phone. But if you're asking the the average person. Is really playing on the phone the answer? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the answer. It, it, it's See, a novelty gonna, at best. I'm going to disagree. Be and the reason I'm going to disagree is because mobile gaming on smartphones and tablets, revenue of the entire gaming industry makes up around 48%. So there's I, a I lot of people. Yes. There's a lot of people that are playing on smartphones. Yeah, and... but they're playing words with friends and in crystal breaking sure. games. They're not playing Halo Infinite. You know what I'm saying? That that's the sure. difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, and, and and I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're not going to end up playing uh, Halo Infinite on their smartphones, but I'm also, you know, I'm not saying that they 100% will, right? Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of this is mixed between my what I personally want as a gamer, but then also my perception of what a casual gamer would want out of things, right? Yeah. And, I, and I think a lot of casual gamers, rather than go and spend that $500 on a handheld system uh that you know that that definitely has limitations it, it's definitely advanced it has some really cool you know hardware in it but it also has you know really strong limitations as well i think instead of a lot of consumers doing that if they're only interested in console gaming they might go and spend that 500 dollars to buy a playstation or to go buy a nintendo switch and a bunch of games uh on top mm -hmm. of an xbox that they might already own um that's just the way i i view it i i you know at the end of the day, we're, we're going to have to wait until this system really comes out to look at and, and to be able to really gauge how well this, you know, this system plays Xbox games on it. And, and, and yeah. what does it look like versus a smartphone and really balance out, you know, price to performance and what we're getting versus, you know, what we already have in all of our pockets right now. No, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, listen, again, it, it's a niche product. 
Uh, it's an expensive niche product, so it's not going to be for everyone. But they did sell out on pre-orders, and that is saying something. Um, so, I mean, again, only time is going to tell. Sh folks, this has been a great show. We're at two hours. Hopefully, you enjoyed the banter. I think everyone really brought their A-game. It was great to have Still Rain make his first appearance, which him and Pong Soul will be invading primetime gaming the first Monday in August, which is going to be dope. Cannot wait for that. Um, and uh, let me just catch uh, these other super chats. Reggie Mobile 9 drops a very generous $10 super chat. Says, Great show, boom. I play Xbox and PC. My Steam collection is deep too, and I mod heavily on games like Skyrim. So mm -hmm. I can take that on the go with ray tracing. I'm with it. He also says something pretty interesting that I have to see if I could find. He says that playing on his phone gives him eye strain, which it, it actually does for some people. And that screen is small. Like I don't have a note. I had one, and that phone is huge. I would rather drop the money on this. Again, again, for each person, you know, is different. We yeah. also have another super chat come in from. Let's see, who are you? Um, Black Ronin three fifty seven. Thanks for being here, dude. He says this after dropping a five dollars super chat. I'm getting a full two in a week. To test out on xCloud with a 4K 120 FPS screen and streamed at 1080p uh, connected up at 60 frames per second. But is it still more? Uh, but it, it. But it's still more uh, expensive overall. Mm -hmm. That sounds dope. I, I, I'm sure that was probably about a thousand dollars. To be honest, I, I don't know the price. <laughs> but that sounds definitely expensive. And uh, Raiden Blade. Drops another outstanding and very generous. So five dollars. Super Chat says Psychonauts Two has was never built with the PlayStation Five in mind. Therefore, it would only be on the Xbox Next Gen. Yeah, someone had put that in the chat. I guess I I, I should have had it in the store. I don't think it really mattered. But the PlayStation Five version of Psychonauts Two, call it whatever you want to call it. Call it a stick, a kick in the balls, whatever you want to call it. It's only gonna the PlayStation Five version. Is only going to be the PlayStation 4 version. I mean, this is what happens when Microsoft buys everyone. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, you know what? And honestly, you, you can play it on Game Pass for ten dollars a month. Don't yeah, that, that's Don't. all. That that all starts from the Kickstarter thing, right? They yeah, promised yeah. to different platforms. Yeah, uh, and they are honoring those platforms. They didn't. They didn't really say PS5. So no, they did not. They um, they they basically uh, said PlayStation 4, Xbox uh, consoles. And the Xbox version is going to be the better version, and rightfully so. Uh, so you know, and again, if you feel mad about that, well, you know, what can I tell you? You know, sometimes that's the breaks, as my pop used to say back in the days. But we got to get everyone out of here. A great two-hour show, three big winners, and three more will be announced this Thursday, where hey. Mr. Homestick will be giving away. And again, this comes directly from her. A one hundred. A fifty and a twenty-five dollar Xbox gift card to use whatever you want. But the reason Excellent. why we specifically gave the big bomb in the Xbox the one hundred dollar gift card is if you wanted to get involved in the Xbox Design Labs game and you wanted to make your own controller and you know it's it's a little it's a little pricey, especially if you start adding engraving and shipping and stuff. So we wanted to make sure that you had that and a little extra. So maybe you buy yourself a game to play on with your new controller. And, of course, that comes directly from Mrs. Boomsick, who wanted to do Christmas in July, which is why I'm wearing a light-up necklace. And, of course, <laughs> my 
tree that is all Star Wars related. And of course, Zemi Games with the incredible uh, Christmas I mean, Come on, how, how could you beat that? But listen, Steel Rain, let's get you out of here. And the reason why I want to put you and Pong first is because okay. we got to push. Uh, living split screen on Saturdays. You guys are doing an amazing job. It's an amazing podcast that goes from one hour to four hours, depending <laughs> on the day. Do me a yeah, favor, brother. Yeah. Tell everyone they can reach out to you on social media. Strike up a conversation, f- and more than more, more so than that, tell everyone about living split screen on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Well, look, you can find me everywhere where there's a search bar, uh, whether it's Xbox, <laughs> PS5, Twitter, Google. Type in I, still rain I, the T is a seven. You'll find me. Hit me in the DMs. I'm mostly active on Twitter these days and Xbox, uh, whether I'm on PC or on, on my actual Xbox console, because uh, they go hand in hand with each other, right? Um, <laughs> with that being said, man, look, it was an excellent show. Boom, again, I want to thank you for welcoming the rain into the kingdom. But not only that, having the crossover of the living split screen morning show (laughs) and the xbox factor podcast uh look you can find me every friday 8 p.m central on the grg podcast where gamers recognize game much love to k mega and everything that he got going on personally uh this recent week we had to skip over he had some some troubles with his uh his mom and whatnot so uh just put your prayers up for him and everything and uh we'll wish him the best Uh, so hopefully we'll come back strong next week and hopefully hopefully everything goes well real life is always first yeah um with that being said, also, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, you can find not only myself, but if you need some rain followed up by some soul, you'll find it Saturday mornings with the Living Split Screen Podcast, where we are a non-console-centric platform. We're trying to reach the 3 billion gamers, giving you that live, raw, and uncut, authentic, organic energy yeah, the only me and Pong can bring you. Uh, with that being said, much love to everybody out there. Chat, y'all were on fire tonight. Uh, again, yeah, boom, you're one of the icons of the community. Uh, you, you're so one of the biggest of reasons uh, I even jumped into this community. Uh, between you and Dealer and the Lords, uh, yeah. y'all are the three biggest reasons why I'm even in this community uh, or even thought to jump in. So, uh, I appreciate y'all and everything that you do you are again icons in my eyes uh no matter what anybody else may tell you uh everybody else zemi pong three big y'all already know what's up man y'all can hit me on the gaming side of things uh other than that much love to everybody man well it's very kind of you to say brother and to be considered you know to be added into into that conversation because like i said dealer personal friend of mine love what he's doing in rdx the Mm. lords what can i say those those are my extended family king david Mm. Of Great course, people. you know, Sovereign and Addict. And of course, my brother from another, Lord Cognito, who was picked up by, you know, yes. uh, defining, uh, defining dude. That is a big, big deal. One of the hardest working uh, group of men that I know. And to be, you know, put in that same conversation is, trust me when I tell you, it's more, it's, it's more humbling than you could possibly imagine. I'm glad that you're a part of this community. I'm glad that you have a show each and every week with, of course, sure. Pong Soul. Now, Pong, you have become no longer the rookie sensation. I think that you have taken over this uh, this entire you know gaming podcast <laughs> uh, community because of the positivity that you bring each and every week. Tell everyone what other shows you're on and what else you got going on. But more importantly, where can people strike up a conversation on social media? 
Thank you so much, Boom. Of course. Uh, I absolutely love being here Tuesdays. Uh, Zemi, obviously, 3-Bit uh, Brothers. It was no awesome Boo Zemi today. Yeah, no Boo Zemi again. He's... Man, we no, got to no, get you no, back no, on track. There were definitely booze Emmys. I saw. <laughs> I know. I I can I can attest to. There was some. There was some. I was looking. But I was doing I so it. good. I, I was doing Emmys. so Sorry. good. And then we got to the steam conversation, and then yeah. the booze Emmys came. There should be booze Emmys just for that damn hat. So, but anyways. <laughs> uh, no, it was great to be here. Uh, Steel, man. Awesome. We are on our living split screen tour, and I'm happy to have you finally on the Xbox Factor podcast, man. It's always great spending time with you, brother. You always. know that. So, so great to have you here. Chat, you guys were outrageous. Phenomenal. Again, always the conversation in there is just up to, you know, it, it's right up with our conversations that we're having. And it's, it's always great to see that. And thank you all for coming out and all the support. Um, obviously find me pong soul everywhere, Xbox, uh, Twitter, you name it, follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, Friday nights, Friday is two tab Friday. If you guys don't know, because as GRG is going on with K mega, the crew and my brother steel over there, we've also got Xbox ultimate going on with obviously right. over on fun speculations channel, AKA math, his amazing wife, Caitlin. And of course, Three bit right here uh and the rest of the magnificent seven friday nights 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time it's two tab friday have us up be like boom flip back and forth that's what yeah. i do all day long when i got multiple shows going on whenever i can so you know what we'll see you there friday nights my hype man already took care of saturday <laughs> mornings but again living split screen 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time 3 p.m uk time we're almost at 250 subs uh we just yeah. finished up episode 16 Come on over, check us out. We got a great thing going. The community is just absolutely outrageous, including Boom himself, who has just been a big, huge supporter. Uh, but come check us out that in the morning, living split screen. Uh, and then otherwise, the shop podcast on Saturday nights with PTK Blam, the Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, and hopefully we'll get Stagorilla back soon. Uh, Steel was just over there, there with us last Saturday uh, night. So again, come check us out, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. It's always a great time there uh shout out to wandering dutch who is also a family member of oh, over here as well on prime time now but shout out yep. to wandering dutch and the whole crew over there midweek mix up uh they invited uh you know yes, we so are humbled steel and i are absolutely <laughs> humbled that we got invited to the midweek mix up collective uh big yeah. things coming up just nothing but support from those guys so shout out to wandering dutch and everybody over there but again this has been fantastic guys girls Play what you love, love what you play, and we'll talk to you real soon. Absolutely. And Zemi Games, let's get you on out of here, brother. Yep. You got a lot going on. Obviously, you're on social media. You take DMs. You're always talking with the community. But you also got your website that is uh, – we need to get more people, more traffic. It is a place where people can come and get unbiased opinions. Uh, tell everyone about that, my friend. Yeah, man, dude, I, I'm so excited for this nap that I'm about to do. Like, you have no idea. I'm really, really excited. As I, I'm like 24 hours past sleep. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So my YouTube channel, it's called uh, Constant Gamer. I do a ton of uh, video game content, such as uh, gaming news, reviews, uh, let's plays, uh, even some theory videos. I've started doing some theory oh, yeah. videos. So uh, definitely go over there to uh, the Constant Gamer YouTube channel. Check out some content if you like it. Uh, you know, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Then uh, you guys can also follow me on Twitter at Zimmy Games. Uh, I pretty much post all the you know typical stuff, gaming news, 
uh, opinions, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, uh, hop over to Twitter, give me a follow at Zimmy Games. Boom. Fantastic show. I'm really sleepy. I'm going to go take a nap. Go take a nap. Enjoy yourself. And brother, thank you for being here. And last and no way least, yep. great, glad to have him back this week. Three bit. Uh, you know, we lean on him for a lot of the heavy industry questions when it comes to making games. Because, folks, if you didn't know, he is uh, in the business. Not only does he do incredible animation himself, but he has worked with companies like Ubisoft and a few that we can't talk about. Uh, but thanks again for being here, Three Bit. Love to have you back, brother. Tell everyone about your YouTube channel, where they can check check out your animated uh, stuff that was nominated, uh, which is super super cool. And where where other people can check you out for other podcasts? Sure, um, everyone can follow me on Twitter. It's at the VGHD. My YouTube channel is the Video Games HD. I have a I finished that video that last. The last show I was talking about with Unreal, I'm just yes. some stuff I do has to be kind of watched and <laughs> watched over and approved <laughs> and stuff like that. So um, once they look at that, then you'll see that video. Um, but for the most part, I'm on different podcasts. You guys can check me out on Xbox Ultimate, like Pong was saying. I'm there every Friday. Um, Xbox uh, Factor here. You yes, know, that's a thing. Um, and then uh, third one is Fun Pop. So I'm on Fun Pop. That moved to Wednesdays, I believe. Um, so you guys will see me on that tomorrow. We talk about uh, things going on with Marvel, DC. Uh, if you guys love stuff like that, and you can go ahead and check out that show. But that's pretty much where you guys can find me. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Yeah, I mean, the Fun Pop is cool, and there's been a lot of ongoing nerdy stuff. I mean, obviously, Loki just ended. Yeah. What oh, if yeah. it's starting oh, next month? And my God, I cannot wait to oh, I'm see. I'm so excited. Dude. <laughs> I'm so is, excited, bro. Dude, it, I cannot wait. And we're hearing, folks, again, rumor, throw this out there to Mav, that the Hawkeye series might be dropping this November, folks. And mm, if you watch awesome. Black Widow, hmm, her sister is in the hunt for Barton, and that's going to be a thing. I cannot wait to see what they do with that series. That's going to be great, uh, and that's and that's and that's being based on one of the biggest Hawkeye runs in comics, where mm. they had the pizza dog. And if you're a, if you're a Marvel buff like me, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Listen, folks, thank you so much for being here. A big shout out to everyone. Who gave Mrs. Boomstick a massive shout out today for all of the, everything that she does? Thanks, she does a, a ton of stuff behind the scenes. She's with the channel full time, and like I said, this whole Christmas in July, absolutely orchestrated by her, including the funds to pay for it. That was all out of her pocket because she wanted to show the love to, to the community that you guys and gals show us here on this channel. We hope that you will join us this Thursday. We're going to give away another three cards. And, of course, I can't I can't close out the show without talking about what my dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now more than it's ever, he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you on this Thursday's newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>